Right, that was <clears throat> Rockwell with one of the creepiest videos from the 1980s that you'll see. I think that's an O2 paranoia and cocaine. Like staying up way too late at night and uh, snorting way too much coke and feeling like the entire world is watching you. Very strange video. 
Uh, Rockwell, by the way, is uh, Barry Gordy's son. Barry Gordy, of course, being the head of Motown. And you might have recognized one of the voices in the background. That was Michael Jackson singing the chorus, which gave that song probably the, I guess the only vocal moment since uh, Rockwell kind of talks through it. But kind of a catchy, little groovy beat there, kind of a precursor to New Jack Swing. Kind of leaning into the uh, whole Teddy Riley uh, guy production period. Who else? Uh, Tony, Tony, Tony. Tony, Tony, Tone from Oakland. I like Tony, Tony, Tone. They were, they were, they were catchy, man. Dwayne Wiggins, very catchy group. All right. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening or watching, depending upon where you are, to 15 Minutes of Flame. I'm Robert Phoenix. And today we got uh, Misaki coming up here at the top of the hour. So at 10 a.m. Central, uh, Misaki will be here and we'll go with uh, Misaki from 10 till probably about the end of the show. Uh, we'll talk crypto. He's got some updates that he wants to share with us. So we have a we have a guest and uh, we have a lot to talk about. Whoops, what happened here? Hey, hey, hey. Hey, whoa, hey. Oh man, come on now. Come on now. That's not what I want. Here we go. Oh man, come on. All right, looks like I'm am I consigned to this? All right, let me see what I got here. Hold on. I just okay, I may have to disconnect audio for a second. Hold on. Okay, we're back with the proper perspective. I inadvertently hit my hand on the USB insert. Anyway, uh, we have a lot of ground to cover since we are going to have Misaki at the top of the hour. So let me get into um, Chataria and um, see what you guys are doing. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. <clears throat> Thomas Jordan. Good morning, Thomas. Empath. I understand that Russia has issued an arrest warrant for George Soros and China has declared him a global terrorist. The world keeps getting weirder every day. Well, I hadn't seen that. Michael, I did see where Madeline Albright has, is dead. Yes. The witch, the wicked witch is dead. The woman who said, um, Morning, Wendy, who said that 500,000 children dead in Iraq are worth it. What's going on, Sea Pines? Good to see you. Uh, CC Jones, good morning, Fran. Who else? There's my man, Steve. Throw at the door. What's going on, Steve? Leon has raised over $5,600 thanks to some very generous people in chat. Woohoo, today's Thursday. Robert's right. Yes, I am. And yeah, thank you for everybody who has supported um, Leon in his efforts to return. You know, what's really interesting is, you know, he's actually offering people a piece of his future publishing. And I was on this, uh, this rapper's 
Twitter feed a couple of days ago. I, I don't even know who these rappers are. They're so fucking irrelevant. Sorry. They're relevant to their community, but they're not really relevant to me or the rest of the world or, or uh, to some extent, the evolution of the world. And they just drop N bomb after N bomb after N bomb in their, their tweets and this and that. And it's just like, I mean, come on, you know, I'm not here to, to, to take a wrecking ball to your, your, your cultural expression, but sorry, it's de-evolutionary. It is de-evolutionary. And I'm not saying that you should abandon your, your cultural uh, connections or whatever, but come on, let's, let's raise it up a couple notches. Well, you can't say that. You can't say that. Yeah, I can say that. Anyway, I forget who the rapper was. He's in some beef with Machine Gun Kelly, who is this um, guy that walks around in his underwear a lot with Pete Davidson. I mean, this is the fucking world we live in now. It's just totally bizarre. And it gets, it gets all this juice now, right? It just gets all this juice, these, these, uh, these beefs that go on. This guy's got a beef because he was on the Lollapalooza tour and he was listed way down below Machine Gun Kelly. And he thinks he's better than Machine Gun Kelly. I, don't know, I can't even remember his name. That's how irrelevant he is. So now he's, Machine Gun Kelly is, I think, one of the, headliners on Lollapalooza only because I, I don't even know what this guy's music sounds like. And I'm not even going to go listen to it. I've listened to some of these songs and they fucking make my head hurt. It's just, it's. Ugh. So anyway, um, Machine Gun Kelly is up there because he fucks around with Pete Davids, Davidson and does little underwear like videos of Pete Davidson. And he's, I think Megan Fox's boyfriend, I don't even know what their arrangement is, but that's why he's up there. This other guy is got a beef with him. But the thing about the other guy is that he has, there's a, um, a service that is allowing people to buy. It's like they have their own cryptocurrency, their own crypto. I think it's a crypto. And then you buy into this guy's publishing. And other artists who are part of this deal, right? So people are actually now involved in uh, receiving dividends, crypto dividends for investing in their digital coin that's related to this whole operation, which is what Leon is offering. Although he hasn't really put the whole digital piece together, but um, I think that's, part of the discussion anyway uh there's sony what's going on sony and let's see who else do we have here runan my man robin can't mistake michael jackson's voice absolutely yeah jordan maxwell hey maurice what's going on good to see you there's kelly b jordan maxwell has left the building Wow, so Wendy's daughter looks like Wendy's very positive about her daughter. Good, good. Yeah, they, they like hospice. Hospice is uh, it's like yeah, we can't do anything. Let's just 
let's just manage this person out. Yeah. So sad to lose Jordan. He did a lot of work. Had a lot of work. Didn't Kathy O'Brien mention Albright? Yes, I think you're right, Fran. I think you're right. What's going on, Beth Berry? Good to see you. Okay, why don't we jump into uh, the topic of the day here? Because we got uh, Masaki coming up at the top of the hour. And thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for being here and being a part of this broadcast. I appreciate your support, both directly and indirectly. So we're going to talk about Jack Maxey and the Jack Maxey interview with Mary Grace over on Facebook. And Jack Maxey uh, supposedly has the goods on Hunter Biden with this laptop. He's in Sweden. And he is going to be, uh, I guess, releasing this material, what, tomorrow? He's in an undisclosed location in Sweden. So who is Jack Maxey? And um, why are we talking about him? So here's Jack Maxey's bio on Patriot Pub. Jack Maxey was born in Pennsylvania, attended Yale University. They always attend these fucking Ivy League schools. It's either Yale or Harvard. Harvard if you're a Boston Brahmin and Yale if you come from any other place. And we know who graduated from Yale, George Bush Jr. and Sr. Ron DeSantis graduated from Yale and Jack Maxey. It's also where Skull and Bones is. I'm not saying that Jack Maxey is a Skull and Bones member, but he goes to the same university. Graduating with a degree in history. After college, he was an officer in the United States Navy. So he's naval intelligence more than likely. Doesn't surprise me. So was Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was also in the Navy. And um, I would, I'm not sure if Steve Bannon is naval intelligence, but I wouldn't be surprised. You have all these guys, Jack Maxey, Jack Posobiec. Jack Posobiec is naval intelligence. He's, I think he's even admitted it. So these guys are part of the, um, the uh, what is it, the DIA? Is that what they are? They're, they're, they're essentially military intelligence. The military intelligence is a separate entity from the CIA. So you have, and there's always been this weird conflict between the CIA and, and uh, naval intelligence. Air Force, the Air Force has a big intelligence group, but not as big as Navy. The na- naval intelligence is considered to be like the... Uh, incubator for military spooks. Of course, that's where Jack Parsons and L. Ron Hubbard come out of, particularly L. Ron Hubbard. L. Ron Hubbard and Robert Heinlein were part of naval intelligence. And they were both spooks. And they both had a, uh, they had a, they had a bet to see which one could start their own religion. The first, the, the first and fastest. And it looks like L. Ron Hubbard won that bet. Heinlein gave it a good shot. 
He published Stranger in a Strange Land, which is semi-religious. Good book. Mike. Mike, who does the water rituals. Anyway, um, so naval intelligence is a thing. All right, let's read more about Jack Maxey. Following some time in Spain, whatever he was doing in Spain, we don't know what he was doing in Spain. He says he was kicking around Spain and traveling. You know, uh, whatever, it's fine. He worked on Wall Street for Merrill Lynch trading treasury bills on the repo desk. Okay, who else worked on Wall Street? Well, Steve Bannon worked for Goldman Sachs. Since then, he has held many positions in the alternative space of hedge funds and private equity and spent nearly a decade in Puerto Rico as an entrepreneur, which may be code for spent a decade in Puerto Rico dealing in cryptocurrency, quite possibly. For the last several years, he has worked as a journalist and researcher. Since 2018, he has worked for Steve Bannon until this January, was the co-host of the popular War Room Pandemic. Recently, Jack devoted his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor to revealing the corruption of the Biden family in the swamp by exposing the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop, which he received from Rudy Giuliani in October of 2020. It was Jack who gave a copy to the Daily Mail of London and most recently uh, to the Washington Post. So they copied the hard drives. Today, we can say that Max is probably the single most knowledgeable person in America concerning the crimes contained on it. He is a fighter and a patriot and looks forward to sharing what he's discovered with our group. Um, so my instincts with everybody is I don't trust Jack Maxey, but th he shouldn't take that person because I don't trust anybody. Like I barely trust Rosie and Jasper. In fact, I think they might be spies. Anyway, uh, so does that mean that I don't trust this whole process with the laptop that there's, some, I, I think there's a there there. I wouldn't be talking about it if I didn't think there was a there. And it looks like it's a time bomb that's ticking and getting ready to go off, which is concerning. It's very concerning. And the reason it's concerning is because it is inflammatory, hence the graphic on the on the uh, the thumbnail for today's show, which is Hunter Biden on a laptop in hell, and it's it, it, it's inflammatory because it also has not just these pictures that are even worse. So the pictures, according to this interview that the people, meaning you and I, saw, courtesy of Miles Guo, who, according to Jack Maxey, is a bad actor. But he's a guy that was embraced by Steve Bannon. Now, there are pictures of Miles Guo who, it's like, I think there's a video of him pledging his allegiance to Xi and the, the Chinese empire and all this bullshit. So it's, I don't know. I, there's a part of me that likes Steve Bannon. I think he's one of the smarter guys in the room. Uh, I've, I've seen him speak some truth. But he was always really slow to the party 
with the coronavirus stuff. Like he kept blaming China, 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 the China virus. It's like, come on, man, this is bigger. This is bigger than China. And China's just playing a role here. So Maxie's kind of in the same camp for me, although he seems quite earnest in his desire to quote unquote, save the country. Anyway, the laptop has, here, let's go back to the pictures. The pictures that we saw by Miles Guo, that he would not buy him, but apparently they were doctored. So the image of the woman, the girl who's on the stripper pole is actually a woman in Thailand and they shrunk the image. They doctored the image to make it look like a girl. Um, the other one with the, the girl on the leash, apparently that's also a woman. So the stuff that we saw from that G channel or whatever is not the real stuff. And apparently there is real stuff and apparently it's horrific. And so he's got, he's got something like 40,000 images on this laptop and videos. And he knows they're there, but he can't look at them because once you look at them, you're indictable. That's what happens with child porn. Child porn is a time bomb. It's not a time bomb. It's a, it's a landmine. And if you stumble upon it and somehow like somebody sends you like a, a, a GIF or an EXE file, and it happens to be, some kind of child porn, and it links back to somebody who's actually watching you, especially don't ever download an EXE file, by the way. It's not great. And in fact, most EXE files will infect your computer. Anyway, if that happens, you're toast. You are toast. So it's really important that if you get a text message from somebody you do not know, especially one that says you can track your order at so-and-so you haven't ordered anything. A lot of times people order things and they'll just think, Oh, this is the thing they ordered. Uh, no, just delete it from your, if you don't recognize something on your cell phone in terms of mess text message, just delete it. Anyway, apparently they've got horrible images and so Maxi is going to turn the laptop into Swedish police tomorrow because he can't look at that stuff, but it's there. And I don't know how he knows that it's worse without looking at it. I don't, I don't know that, but he knows that. Now that's the salacious part. The part that he is interested in is the emails <clears throat> correspondence with Hunter Biden and also the financials, which are on this laptop, which would indict not only Hunter Biden, but Joe Biden, the media industrial complex who sat on this and sat on their hands the entire time and wouldn't look at it, wouldn't talk about it, wouldn't discuss it, all because they wanted to get Joe Biden in. And Joe Biden, of course, is a proxy of China. China owns Joe Biden. China owns Hunter Biden. 
and they're not the only bad player here. And I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to talk about that. I don't have a lot of time because we're gonna get Masaki on. So what I want to do is I want to play some of this interview uh, with uh, this Catherine Mary Grace. I think her name is. I want to play some of it, and if you haven't seen it, and then uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna comment on some of the uh, things that he's talking about. So my thing is, what are they going to do if this is real and Maxi has the goods? What are they going to do? They, they could hit the red button. And this whole thing could go code red. This thing could go into, we, things could get kinetic really quickly if this stuff goes public. Because if there are members of Congress and the Senate on this laptop doing these bad deals and bad trades, they don't want to go down. Now, what's also interesting, and again, I'm tracking this stuff, <clears throat> is that Jen Psaki, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, uh, I think Klaus Schwab, if I'm not mistaken. Am I leaving somebody out? Did Harris get COVID too? They all have COVID now. I think the king and queen of Denmark or maybe it's Sweden. I think they've all gone into hiding. Now, some people say they've been arrested or are about to be arrested. Some people say they've gone into the bunkers. I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I think it's curious that they've all decided to get COVID at the same time. So let's, uh, let's play some of this video here. And I'm going to skip around a little bit um, and try to get as much commentary as I can in the next 20 minutes. Where's the sound here? Real Talk with Mary Grace. It is Wednesday, the 23rd of March, 2022. And the broadcast that I'm bringing to you today is much anticipated live interview with Jack Maxey. He is calling in from an undisclosed location and he is going to go over some details with us. We're going to wait a couple minutes here, make sure that the stream. So I don't know who this woman is, um, but that doesn't mean she's not legitimate just because I don't know who she is. But, you know, I've been, I've been in this world for a long time. Those look like uh, fucking reptile eyes, don't they? Anyway, I've been in this world a long time. I've been doing, I can guarantee you that I've been doing streams longer than Mary Grace. I started podcasting in 2010. So this is my uh, 12th year of doing this. I've been doing this for 12 years, over a decade. So I'm pretty familiar with who people are. I don't know. Who she, I mean, she could have been, I think she might be somebody who came out of mainstream media and is now an alternative media. I, I don't know. Does it really matter? Probably not, but I don't know who she is, but she gets access. See, I'm always curious about how these people get access. Like how does she get access to Jack Maxey? How does she get access to this other guy? Who's part of this whole interview cycle? It's just a question, not a, not, not a condemnation. Burisma. Burisma was an arm's length. Here we go. Let's get into this here. 
an amazing American patriot. I, I am thoroughly honored to have him as my friend. And to let everybody know that what we've been up to has not been a child's game. We were not trying to become internet heroes. And Sam has been a participant since the very oh, day. It's the I Sam guy who was on our show. I don't know who he is. October 2020. He was the first person I called up. Sam drove all the way down from Pennsylvania, about a five-hour drive, arrived about an hour and a half or two hours after Rudy and Bernie Carrick had, had a copy couriered to me because Steve said, listen, give it to Maxie. So here's one of the things that I have a problem with. He keeps referencing Rudy Giuliani and Bernie Carrick. Those motherfuckers know what happened with 9-11. Okay, they know. Bernie Carrick was Rudy Giuliani's chief of police. He was his police commissioner when he was mayor. And I'm like, okay, so they're helping you out with the laptop. Why don't they fucking help you out with 9-11? Sorry. I mean, just, just editorializing here. This is the one thing I can't stand about these guys who are running around and they know what happened, who did what, and and they're 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 staying silent about it. But now we've moved on for that. And now they're big players in the laptop. Okay, here we go. He'll, he'll know what to do. The moment I opened it up, I, I've said this many times, I operate from the principle that liars lie, cheaters cheat. And if they're lying and cheating, probably the low hanging fruit are going to be found inside the broker dealer, Rosemont Seneca. Rosemont Seneca is the investment firm run by Hunter Biden and his partners in Washington, D.C., formerly the broker-dealer attached to the Heinz family of Pittsburgh, John Kerry's uh, benefactors. And uh, <clears throat> so we began looking at it, and I would say within 25 minutes, I found SEC violations, FINRA violations, backdating of documents, illegal reporting, what appeared to be falsification of accounts, etc., things that put regular Americans in jail every day. And that was just in the first 45 minutes. Since then, it's obviously become a real uh, horror show, very clear evidence of collusion with the communist Chinese. My contention is that Burisma, we hear a lot about that, Hunter being hyped by Burisma. Burisma was an arm's length, one degree of separation, classic Chinese um, kind of espionage approach in which they never make direct payments to the target. They pay someone else to get the uh, money to them. Uh, because every time Hunter traveled with Burisma, it was always on China's business. And for example, for everyone out there listening, you've heard Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson talk about the email to where they had evidence that Hunter did not take Secret Service members with him on a trip to Kazakhstan in 2014. It's quite unfortunate that it took those guys eight months to say anything, and they still really have not admitted to the public that I gave them a laptop on the 8th of July last summer. But the purpose of that trip, clearly 100% writing, I think it's the pinned uh, a tweet on my getter page, uh, and they were there to meet Prime Minister Masimov, the former Prime Minister, most recently the head of state security, i.e. KGB, DIA, FBI, CIA, bundled operation. In, and I'm using our names to describe how deep and bre the breadth of his job in uh, 
Kazakhstan. They were there to have him carve out the premier oil and gas leases in Kazakhstan because Hunter and his partner, Devin Archer, who was Chris Hines' roommate at Yale, spokesman for John Kerry. That's John uh, Kerry's stepson, right? Chris Hines is John Kerry's stepson. Oh, okay. Devin Archer, the partner oh, of Hunter and also okay. board member at Burisma, was uh, very close to Chris Hines, very close to John Kerry, was a spokesman for Kerry in his run for, a run for election of the presidency, deeply connected. Um, so that was obvious. But to Sam's point, we knew instantaneously that this thing was real. And for your listeners out there, the reason I want to stop you for just a second. Um, you made reference to Sam. So Sam Faddis is the guest that I had on the show on Monday. Those of you who are just coming into this story, when you finish this broadcast, go back and watch the show with Sam Faddis on Monday. He lays a lot of groundwork of what we're talking about here. Uh, Jack has been awake for probably 24 hours. So he's going to hit a little more of the high spots. And so if you missed it, go back. All right. Thank you, Jax. Just wanted to okay. interject that. So go. I get this copy on or about the 15th of October. We begin going through it. Uh, Rudy was very interested in getting vindicated where Ukraine was concerned because his own reputation had been so thoroughly trashed over it. And so he wanted to get two emails, which today are relatively benign i mean compared to the, the the crimes all over this laptop and we couldn't get daily mail to take the laptop in that october we couldn't get fox news to take it to the present day fox news won't take it and we couldn't get the new york post to take it too hot to handle this is the fourth estate three weeks from an election and they don't want to report the news so it wasn't Miranda Devine who walked into the uh, newsroom at the New York Post and got it done. It was uh, a dear friend of Vish Burra, my close friend and, and my producer on War Room, who said, while Rudy and Steve and I were strategizing this, he said, hey, Jack, you know, I, I've got a friend who works at the New York Post. She's a young woman, really squared away. Maybe I text her the screenshots and see what happens. And to her credit, my understanding is that she walked in the the newsroom and said, hey, you guys publish or I'm out of here and I'm going to publish on my own and explain why I had to quit the New York Post. So it was a young woman who, uh, using human agency and her own bravery, got those first two articles published. Now, on the 19th of October, Brennan. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward this a little bit because I, I want to get to this one point here. Do. We're sitting down with a law enforcement officer, several other witnesses, so that nobody can be in trouble, and we're going to go through it. And I, I would venture to say that we're going to have to make a trip to the Swiss police. So he's in Switzerland. Um, we oh, also Sweden. found horrible things, notion that Hunter had uh, the ability to penetrate the DOD uh, email system. I contacted out of patriotic duty and because there's national security interests here i contacted the embassy in Bern. i asked for a face-to-face -face as an american citizen identified myself uh, told them pretty much what i've told you now and i don't want to go into detail because it is national defense related and i, I yeah care about this country but they've never called me back for example and it's really horrifying stuff i think 
we're debating. We've got all of the hundreds of thousands of emails. They're being matched to whether or not they're duplicates. We're going to have them all in one package. They are there already right now. They're, you hear any typing in the background. That's what's being happened. We're writing software program to clean it up. And okay. we believe that we're going to be able to redact out all of the bank numbers, all of the at.coms, all the telephone numbers. We're trying to do this as responsibly as we can. Yeah. And Planet Earth who whines and moans, you know, give it to us, give it to us. Why don't you doing your job? You will all probably have access to all of those several hundred thousand emails before Joe Biden lands in Poland. So we are doing our jobs. We're trying to be responsible. There are dozens and dozens of trafficked women all over Hunter's laptop. There are dozens, hundreds of transactions with these women hundreds of transactions with drug dealers and other human traffickers from Ukraine to Moscow to Los Angeles. And uh, we are going to make uh, all of this available to law enforcement. Uh, I've said it many times. Our original intention was to try and get this to every sheriff in America. And what we realized was, I don't think that we can release the images. And again, we had no idea how much was on there. I mean, including the operating system, what we were able to look at originally was only about 320 gigabytes. Okay, I wanna, can I stop you right there? Because yeah. um, in the last 24 hours, uh, past 48 hours since I've released the interview with Sam, um, this, what you're telling me now has just transpired. All of this information that you uncovered was uncovered within the last 24 to 36 hours. And so that leads me to the question. Uh, I, I, I'm getting a lot of comments, a lot of pushback, uh, telling me that there are two people who have um, gone through the laptop, who have dis who have organized the information, uh, that being Garrett Ziegler and Tor. Um, but from what you're telling me, uh, and, and so the pushback that I'm getting is, Look at back you know, what is Jack going to produce that they haven't? Why are we even having this conversation? Can you speak to that? Because that's one of the uh, elements. I will, I will speak to that. The American people need to hear this. Garrett Ziegler came to me as an errand boy for Peter Navarro. Peter will tell you that I was very instructive early on in the COVID-19 thing. I'm not even going to reveal all the things that I did. But I knew Garrett as an errand boy. He came to me in early December promising me that he was going to give it to the director of national intelligence. I have more than half a dozen people who will testify to the, me telling them that contemporaneously. I found out that Garrett kept the laptop. I found out that well after the inauguration, it wasn't until June of last year that I found out he lied to us. So he not only betrayed my trust, he betrayed the American people's trust and he betrayed Donald Trump at a very crucial moment in history. When if the director of national intelligence had this and he could have applied the forensic kind of operation that I've done on my own dime and with money so far of my elderly parents. And uh, the whole world could have been different, Garrett. When did, when, uh, when did that happen? What was the time frame of that? That was about, I would say, around December 7th. Wow. OK, so this is before. The, this is more than a month before the inauguration, a and, month before yeah. the rally at the Capitol. Yeah. Okay. So, so he had possession of it. Um, 
when when you gave him the laptop, I mean, did you did you just I mean, you trusted him because he was working for Peter? Uh, Peter, well, when a guy comes to you from the White House and yeah. all of them can tell you I was a conduit for a heck of a lot of information and I'm not trying to blow my own horn. I'm not that kind of person. But now it's time to call out the people who betrayed this country. Yeah. We want to go to Tori. I can talk about her. I've never met the cat lady. I don't even know who she is. She says awful things about me. And I'm willing to go in a court of law. There was a fellow named Mike Tremarco. Anybody from Sidney Powell's office or Rudy's operation after the election, well aware of who Mike Tremarco is, can ask Steve Bannon. We had to kick him out of our office because he was running around going through documents and sneaking around. Nobody knew what the hell he was doing. And Mike Tremarco called me up in June, I believe it was, of last year, or maybe, no, it was April, I believe, because I talked to Bernie Carrick about it. And he told me, hey, you got to meet my friend Tori. She's got a copy of Hunter Biden's laptop, and she's been able to hack into his bank accounts, and she can see all his current stuff on his cloud account. I said, Mike, I have already didn't trust Mike. I've already had stopped dealing with this guy months before. I said, Mike, that's a federal felony. I hope that the FBI goes and arrest Tori. He said, well, why did you say that? I said, because, Mike, it's a federal felony. And I said, furthermore, Mike, how did you get a copy of the laptop? How did she get a copy of the laptop? He says, oh, I got Mike, because I didn't give it to her. Rudy didn't give it to her. A very tight circle of people who had actual real copies of the laptop. And he said, oh, I gave it to her. Well, there was a moment in time where Rudy lost the laptop, and I'm pretty certain. And people who have been following what I say. I haven't lied about anything from the lockdown to hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and Sweden's doing it right all the way to the present day. And uh, so I believe Mike stole a copy from Rudy and he gave it to Tori. And if she was doing this stuff, why isn't she arrested? And why did they call me up and try to entrap me by going and looking at her hack stuff? I don't know the cat lady. And uh, these sorts of things have happened to me multiple times in the last year. Uh, I'm not playing around at all. These so people are such minor characters in both my life and the life of the American people. In fact, Garrett Ziegler specifically betrayed Donald Trump. Let's be very clear. At a crucial moment in American history, when this evidence in the hands of forensic experts could have done what I'm doing right now alone, could have changed the future of the world, Garrett Ziegler decided to behave selfishly. I would guess that Garrett is, uh, was probably a rat the whole time. He fancies himself a secret agent. He's got 18 different signal accounts and all sorts of nonsense, right? I hope he pays a very big price. Just to be clear, so, so you're on record uh, accusing Garrett Ziegler basically of, of theft. Um, uh, if well, I would say he got possession of it through deception. And right. One thing to say, you know, I want to do it for this reason. It's another thing when that deception was, I'm going to hand deliver it to the director of national intelligence, because I think people who know me would know that I would have been banging on the guy's home store to get it to him if I could. Right. And there were many people who at the time I told, hey, you guys aren't going to believe it. That kid Ziegler from, uh, you know, Navarro's office came by. I guess there's something going on. They're taking it to the director of national intelligence. Wow, we're going to do this, guys. And he never did. 
And the whole time I was thinking Radcliffe or one of these guys didn't do their jobs. That they were sitting there. Yeah. yeah, and let's also think about it. Garrett's been raising money this whole year. Tell me what they've done. For Marco Polo. Not, not a thing. Yeah. So, so here's my question. This is a question that's been bothering me about about Garrett. But first thing, I just want to get clear on this. So, so you would you would sign an affidavit uh, of what you just said 100%. about? Percent. I'd put my hand on a Bible and swear it before okay. the Supreme Court. And okay. I have other people who will contemporaneously come and support me, including everybody who I lived in the house with. Okay. Including others all across this land who have silently been trying to save this country, not trying to get a telegram page or, you know, make skinny kids from the Midwest with crew cuts fashionable again. So, yeah. And so that leads me to my next question. So Garrett has uh, created this, this company called Marco Polo that mm -hmm. has been cataloging um, and uh, create, you know, creating a catalog of the contents of the laptop. What my big question is, um, you told me that when you got to Switzerland, um, that, that the feds were there within 24 hours. Um, they're obviously interested in what you're doing. How is it that Garrett is just waltzing around free if he actually, if what he has. Yeah. How is it that. Legit? How, how is he waltzing around free if she was hacking yeah. into Hunter's current accounts? Yeah. That's, that's, I think that begs, that really is impor an important question for people to consider. Um, I don't know Garrett. I haven't followed his work. I'm not here to, um, to badmouth him, but I want the facts. And it occurs to me, there's a reason that this guy hasn't been picked up. If in fact, or Tori, if in fact, what they're doing is what they say they're doing. That's just my question. Um, because you clearly are in a position uh, which a lot of Americans have been in simply for questioning certain things. Um, you know, your, your own country is monitoring you, um, just to put it lightly. Uh, they're not your friends at this point. Um, so I just want to make that clear to everybody. If it were me and I were looking at Garrett's work, I would really be questioning why he's not afraid of our government right now. Uh, well, and also, if he raised all this money, how is it that myself, with a few tens of thousands of dollars here in Switzerland so far, been able to uncover what I've been able to uncover? And uh, as I tell you, if he is the great you know, guru that he says he is, why hasn't he done more? Why is it that I gave it to Sweden because they had a spy in their embassy? Why is it that I flew to the Daily Mail? Why is it that I sat down with the Washington Post on June 16th? of last year in fact i was digging through my briefcase i found the copy of the uh washington post that was handed to me in the boardroom june 16th it's sitting right here with me in switzerland i can show you my hall passes to get in there i can assure you that tom hamburger the national investigative reporter I have a lot of respect for tom peter walston the national editor they'll both tell you that i sat down with them for three hours in june and then you'll find out that I sat down for another couple of hours with Matt Beiser, the White House reporter, on the 21st of October. Uh, if these guys were really the patriots they claim to be, how come it was Jack Maxey who delivered a copy to Chuck Grassley and the Senate Judiciary Committee? How come yeah. they haven't gone to the authorities with us? Why, if, if they know what's going on, how come they didn't find out the stuff that required that I call the United States Embassy because they're clear national security violations? 
I, I, I personally, I, I appreciate talking about these people, but uh, you know, there's going to be a time and a place to take them out. We've got sure. more important yeah, things. I just wanted to, to clear it. the air about that. So let's let's definitely move on. Uh, my next question is this. Okay, I'm going to stop it there because I got to go grab Masaki. Um, but I do want to just comment on that briefly. So what he's talking about is he's talking about that there are multiple versions of the laptop that are out there, meaning that they clone the hard drive. You don't need a physical laptop. The laptop is just the thing that allows you to get into the hard drive. That's it. All you need is the hard drive or a copy of the hard drive, which apparently they have. The other thing that blows my mind is this fucking Tory who seems to be in the middle of this stuff all the time. Like she um, was in on that whole thing with, I don't even remember her name now, the little blonde from Alex Jones and that, that whole uh, documentary thing that they did um, with Patrick Berge and uh, Jim Jones and Jim Jones's son, the general Jim Jones, not Jim Jones, uh, Guyana. And she was, it was like, she was this parasite, Millie Weaver. She was like this parasite with Millie Weaver. And now she's jumped hosts. And now she's connected with this Garrett uh, Ziegler character. It's totally bizarre. I mean, and, and if you really look into who she is, where she is, and like her past, I mean, she kind of, it kind of delegitimizes her. And it sounds like they tried to entrap Jack Maxey. I'd like to play more of that interview because Maxie gets into this much deeper, but I wanted to just give you a sense as to how he got possession of this and then the process that, you know, where we're at now. And, uh, and again, I don't fully trust him. I don't trust anybody, but you trust Masaki. So why don't we, why don't we uh, endeavor to bring him on here? Let's see if we can invite him here. All right, the call is out. We'll be joined by Mr. Miyagawa here shortly. Because if you go deep, deep, deep into that interview, um, Maxi clearly has an animus towards Six Pack Joe or Joe Six Pack. I'm not holding that against him. But he demonstrates that. And the, the other thing that I will say about Jack Maxey, and this would apply to Steve Bannon as well, is that there's a whole lot of silence concerning groups like the Mossad, Israeli intelligence, um, Israel's operations in terms of all the, the, uh, the pipeline and the security that they have literally hacked into by having government contracts with the NSA. They never talk about that stuff. They never go there. And they talk about wanting to eradicate uh, the threat to uh, America's freedom and sovereignty. I, I think you have to go there ultimately. Unless of course they have some working relationships 
with these groups. All right, let's bring Masaki in. That's my one beef with with Maxi and uh, and uh, Steve Bam. What's going on, Double M? Hey, am I coming through okay? You're check, loud check. and clear. All you need is a couple of oranges on that citrusy background there. Oh, there we go. Head's not as uh, need the proper lighting here, little Robert. Got my coffee ready to rock. What's going on, brother? How much I, uh, you know, planning to close down my shop probably uh, end of next month, and then uh, made it some orgone boosters for radionics some big ones about this big <laughs> right the other ones were a little smaller so powerful financial manifestations hopefully <laughs> good stuff man um how, how's uh how's your japanese coming my japanese uh yeah. i have not started studying but you know as far as pronunciation and those kind of things i shouldn't have a problem but i got a one track mind robert so I know you do. You're, you're, yeah. that's how, how your Scorpio consciousness works in a lot of yeah. ways. Just keep drilling, drill, mm -hmm. drill, drill. So, uh, Masaki and I were texting, what about maybe three or four weeks ago? And we were talking about this whole Japanese thing. So I went on, I, th I think I went on eBay and I found this record, this, this, uh, 33 and th how many records are in that set? Uh, you know, Is I forget, two? but it's a stack about like this. So, and th there's like a, there's a course book. So before, before there was MP3s, before there were CDs, there was this mysterious format called vinyl. <laughs> yeah. So I, 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 on a whim, I bought this thing for Misaki. It was a, a learn how to speak Japanese vinyl set thinking that, you know, that's an analog transmission mm -hmm. that it would go from a magnetic source to your magnetic source so that you could pick it up. But I just thought it was cool. It was just kind of a cool thing to have anyway. Right. Cause that stuff is very limited. They don't, they don't make that anymore. Um, did you hear any of the, the stuff that I was talking that I was playing with Jack Maxey and this Mary Grace media and the whole laptop thing? Have you, did you catch any oh, of that? I haven't, I didn't catch that. So that was the first, roughly hour of the show. And so do you know what's going on with this laptop thing? So apparently Jack Maxey, who was on uh, Steve Bannon's war room for a couple of years is, is now in Switzerland and they're going through the Hunter Biden laptop and they're, they're excavating deleted stuff. Like they're going through all the deleted images. Oh, wow. So it's even worse than before. Oh yeah. So it's bad enough, you know, there's all kinds of CP and I think there's stuff of Hunter Biden beating what looks like an 11 year old girl or something. Well, there's stuff that's was deleted, huh? Great. Oh, so apparently the images that we saw were uh -huh. doctored by Miles Guo uh -huh. on his G channel or whatever. Okay. And those aren't, that's not the real stuff. And the real stuff also, apparently there's also records of trafficking, lots of trafficking and other oh, people that great. are indicted with trafficking. Well, yeah. Well, you know, this, this all reminds me of, uh, there's been many people that said it over the years, but I think the, the most prominent that I can remember was uh, Freeman fly. And he, and he, he has, you know, going back like 20 years to nine 11, this is all for your viewing these world events and 
every president from like say Clinton was to break down the confidence Americans' confidence in their government, right? And now it's coming f- for the final act, huh, Robert? Where there's so much dirt they can pull out on the U.S. Take your pick. <laughs> Take your pick of what scandal, but this very interesting, right? The uh, the Bidens connect directly into Ukraine. I mean, there is no argument that that's been just known. In fact, this whole laptop stuff, although they're finding more, uh, this was known, you know, around the the election. Right, but and then, I, in, the, I think, in this interview, they get into that and why it didn't, yeah, go any further than that. Yeah, but you know, a lot of these things I think uh, have been kept on the back burner from the the election, the you know the the numbers, you know, basically the election fraud, the Hunter Biden thing. I mean, it's just been kind of like in the background, just cooking. Now they're ready to serve it up, but I, I think what a lot of the the MAGA Trump type people don't understand is yeah, this is true, but you bring it out now. Well, now it's playing into the, the Pluto return end of USA script. (laughs) Turn the whole world against us. Right. I mean, that's in many prophecies that. Yeah. I've talked about that before. It's going to basically that we ain't going to have a friend in the world and, and, are they wrong? I mean, America is corrupt, but it was made to be this way. This is a so it will be America on trial. That's yep. what I've talked about. New new Nazis. I mean, we're a little there. We're in league with Azov Battalion and Svoboda, and you know these. Uh, they're not even neo Nazi parties. They are. There's a direct historical link. Like their granddaddies were working with Nazis, running concentration camps. Right. So. Right. And so it comes down to now, do you want to, do you, do you, do you want to be the, the, the person who's in charge of the wrecking ball or do you want to give the wrecking ball to somebody else and let them mm-hmm. demolish the whole thing? Right. Well, there's that whole thing about Trump coming back with the Joe Rogan uh, interview. Yeah, I don't think I think he's not going to be on Joe Rogan. Oh, he's I not going to do that. But in, in any case, you know, Trump is coming back at least. Uh, oh, I think he is. I think he's yes, absolutely. So, I mean, by the end of the year, Trump, you will see a major Trump presence. So whether he actually assumes office or not, I think that's besides the point. Because him coming back, especially now, you're talking about cranking the maximum chaos to, you know, eleven. The that goes to eleven, Robert. So right. Yeah. Um, Why not just put it at 10? Well, I like 11. 11 more powerful than 10. You know, so it's like the, the fourth booster. We went to the 11th booster. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, you know, there's significant issues going on inside of the body, whatever the hell this thing is. I posted these images mm-hmm. on Twitter yesterday where Biden is leaving the white house and he's getting on, you've seen it, the military copter. Mm-hmm. And but if you look at the real image, like f- taken from a distance at the White House, the trees that he's supposedly walking past have no leaves on them. And then in the image, the the trees are, you know, flush with leaves. So they're two different 
depictions of like what's actually there at the White House, which looks completely dead, by the way. Like there's no energy, there's no life in there. And then this other image where it looks like everything is lush and green and, you know, he's walking onto that copter. So that's weird. And we've been dealing with this for a while now. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody, nobody in the press, nobody in Congress or Senate are even whispering that these things are sets and that we're watching a virtual presidency in a lot of ways. Aside from that, you also have the issue with Kamala Harris, where apparently she's got people that are leaving her because she's uh, whoever is playing Kamala Harris is a diva. And she's come out and said that uh, there's a book now it's coming out in one of the excerpts is that she is blaming the Biden administration for not showing her enough respect. So there's issues, right? So there's issues there. There's issues with Hunter. There's issues with the laptop. And and again, if this thing is getting played out the way that it could get played out because there's congressmen and senators on the laptop and and implicated in these deals, Uh it's code red, man. What are they going to do with a code red situation? Well, blow it all up, wag the dog right. and, you know, throw, blow it all up. And, you know, that's that definitely that uh, South Node Scorpio until next uh, July. That's all that, you know, one of the things is, is uh, those dark. It's the, candles. it's the venal corruption that will surface. We talked about this. I think when we looked at this stuff and I've been talking so, about it for a while, that South Node is going to be this blister that will pop and it, and it will expose this deep, dark underbelly. And we all want that, right? We all want that thing to get cleaned out, but at what cost? Like that's well, where we are. End, now. end of America. That's, that's what it yeah. means, Robert. Yeah. Pluto return, right? End of America as we knew it. I mean, it's pretty, pretty much already gone, but this is like the final act. Um, I, I think that, um, Although it does need to come out and people need to face this because we, if you're watching Robert Phoenix's 15 minutes of flame, I think we are well aware of these things, but the average public, you know, this information has all been out there, but they, they need it to be on CNN to tell them, you know, Oh, there's this laptop and this is what's on it. I mean, they need to be spoon fed this stuff. So that's, I think that's what's happening now. But uh, I, I think, uh, you know, this could be very devastating psychologically to Americans, besides all the other things. Um, I right. Mean, I, so if you look at the, the entire concept of betrayal mm-hmm. and looking at how the institutions have betrayed us, it could go in one or two directions, right? It can either go deeper into demoralization or it can go way into the red around revenge, vindication, uh, torches and pitchforks, right? And we have all the elites now who supposedly have COVID. Oh, yeah. They're they're in their bunkers. <laughs> That's what I think, too. The clones are in the bunker. The doubles are in the bunker, too. Yeah. The, yeah. They're having, they're having sex with their own clones, right? Yep. All six Putin clones, they're, they're in their bunker in Moscow, too. 
So I want to take advantage of your expertise here because you're the okay. one that reached out to me and wanted to come on the show and talk about crypto yeah. because you have some insights and some guidance for people sure. who are invested in crypto. Do you want to get into that? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, we've been talking about crypto here and there on your show for a while. And I think it was the first few days of 2021. So that would be last year said dogecoin that was before dogecoin i think at that time it was a few cents and it went to like 70. right so cryptocurrency it really hit a a macro peak in may of 2021 and then uh we did a workshop right at the end of last year mm-hmm. so i uh, just want to give an update because i know a lot of your people were actually in the workshop so the pattern of what I was saying, and, you know, not just me, but other people, the pattern as far as like when things are going to, you know, the, those kind of macro moves, like the six month, one, one year moves, I think it's still basically the same, maybe a difference of a few weeks, but the difference is Robert, a lot of us were expecting a good rally, like now, basically into next month. So march into april it's pretty dead this whole ukraine thing there's no liquidity in the markets even i was checking right before i hopped on and you could tell from the ethereum gas fees right the 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 transaction fees for ethereum mm-hmm. if, if there's a lot of uh buying and selling or activity they're high they, they're high it's <laughs> like a swap is like 30 40 bucks right now and a, a coin ethereum coin swap i mean it was up to 600 last May, and I would think average would be like around 100, 150. So basically, there's no trading right now. And uh, I think that we will get some upward price action from now into maybe mid-April. But Robert, what, what I'm looking at, there's going to be a big dump. And we're talking a kind of a dump that would, uh, you know, people are going to be crapping their pants, I think. So do you do you think right now, in terms of speculation, this is a good time to buy because the gas I think, is low? So let me put it to you this way. Because uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I, ha- I have a lot of crypto. So I'm looking at this. And I've been adding, I probably threw in like at least 10,000 since the end of last year. So it's not like I think crypto is like done. But there's two, po- so... Probably, and I'm thinking, you know, just astrologically, maybe it's when we start Taurus season, or when we're in Taurus season, so late April, right? Taurus rules economy. I, I think what could cause this major dump? Well, you know, chart-wise, it's setting up for a dump, but there's probably going to be some events, maybe some cyber attacks. I do think some exchanges like Coinbase could get hacked this year. I think when you look at, so I'm really interested in, in Mars and the progression of Mars right now uh-huh. and the transits of Mars. So when Mars goes into Pisces, because it's an Aquarius currently, when it goes into Pisces, it will, it will wind up conjuncting Jupiter and Neptune. So it's going to have, we're going to have a Mars, Jupiter, Neptune conjunction in Pisces and everything gets very fluid, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of deception and there can be a lot of, I think criminal activity. Oh yeah. 
because well, when we think you of- know that's that's the other thing with that south node uh scorpio yeah you said it they're coming for your stuff right whether it's government or petty crime on the street cutting catalytic converters siph- siphoning gas right robert yep. siphoning gas from cars well you, you know uh that would also involve cyber attacks but you, you look at the governments the the west the nato usa and russia both sides are confiscating businesses assets. oh it, horrible i mean if you want to look at what happened with the truckers in canada you know what stopped the truck the trucker thing in canada what the freezing of their bank accounts oh there you go that's the, that's the new model they're not going to show up with lrads they're not going to show up yep. with uh guns with rubber bolts they're just going to freeze your fucking bank account mm-hmm. so that that that's going to be a theme going into next some from now until next summer that's that's south node and scorpio other other um, people's money, bank accounts, interest bearing, right? So you know, and we did talk about uh, if you have crypto, don't do not keep it on an online exchange because if it disappears, something happens. Coinbase gets hacked. Well, Coinbase is supposedly FDIC insured, but see how long it takes them to pay you out, right? And, and they're, know, they're only insured up to one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, but there's a you know there's no time scale on when they have to pay you out, right? And he, so if you have you know, 200,000, 300,000 in crypto. If you, you, you know, if you can get it back, you'll only get up to 150,000 back. Well, and then too, based on time scale, you know, if you had a $60 ledger hard wallet for crypto, yeah, it, you know, with crypto, it's the time factor also. Yeah. It's like, there's some coins out there that really like Cardano ADA really hasn't done much in years. One other, you know, if you would have held other ones, you know, they ran up hundreds, hundreds of percent or whatever. So it's like the opportunity cost of, yeah, you might get paid back if you lost your coins on Coinbase at some point. But what happened? What about the, cause this, you know, even though it's looking like we're going to have a major dump coming up, um, we'll be up by the end of the year. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any worries long-term. But let, let's get back to, okay, what, what am I thinking of doing? You know, somebody or people out there, like, if you have crypto. Well, there's really two options. You could just hold and wait it out. And I think, like, going into the fall, that would be, like, another run. And we may even hit, like, 100,000 Bitcoin by the end of the year. But, Robert, <laughs> the dump that's coming, we could see, like, 20K Bitcoin. It's, like, 43, I think, right now. 43 that's you know maybe 20k on a wick down but like between 20 and 30k right so getting back to talking about like basically a 50 percent haircut right there's there's two options uh you could just sit and hold Mm -hmm. or you could sell and i'm i'm just looking for i'm not going to try to wait it out too long but I'm, i'm waiting for it to run a little bit more before i sell you know, some positions I might not touch. Other ones I might sell half or something like that. To so why? So I can buy back lower because, you know, that's the thing with crypto. I, I there's people that day trade. I'm not one of those people. Uh, I, in fact, I probably let positions sit too long. 
Right. But yeah, day know, trading, is, but, day trading is a full-time gig. Yeah. But I think, you know, just especially, you know, I'm in the highly leveraged uh, dog coins. Some may call them shit coins. Right. <laughs> but, but Robert, Pluto, there's power in the poo, right? So uh, just ask John McAfee. But um, some coins like Shiba Inu, I mean, they could run in like one month, like 4X or something like that, like 400%, right? And if you don't take some of the cream off the top, you know, it's parabolic moves, right? And then it crashes back down. That's right. So I'm kind of seeing now that, you know, not day trading, but on these macro, like multi-month moves, six-month, one-year moves, even if I'm in it long-term, I think it's uh, not a bad thing to take some profits now. So do you think, let me just, again, I'll ask you the question again. Do you think that this is a time where people can go in and buy because the gas fees are low and see well, you where things buy, are going? But just know that it's going to, you know, we're going to have a major dump coming in. You said so, April. When when in April? Beginning, middle, end? Do you have any sense I, I of that? I think from mid-April to like the final capitulation on the the dump would probably be late May. Okay. So, but you know, you, you, but the other side of it is so why would I sell, you know, maybe not now, but within like the next couple weeks? Right. Because so do, do you, do you, you know, think if like, things are going to dump 50%? Yeah. Well, then you can go back, go back. Sure. You could go back in. Right, so let, let's, uh, let's, let's focus in on two things here. Yeah. So, number one, let's say, for instance, somebody says, well, I've got a thousand dollars. Yeah. Is there, is there a crypto that you think they could possibly double or triple between now and the middle of April? That's really hard to say. I mean, we should have really moved already. So I think it's a lot safer to look to buy when things dip than to run up from now okay all right so yeah. so look at the opportunities post may yeah so you know and then some people because uh we did that workshop at the end of last year mm -hmm. they may not really be sitting on any profits but even then so there's two options because if you don't feel comfortable like trading then maybe just sit on it and you know long term especially if you're talking into next year like 2023 i think there's gonna be see the thing is, Robert, we're in a global financial implosion now. Right. So, that was going to be my second question because I wanted to ask yeah. you about is, is, uh, XRP. We're, in a global, we're, we're in the reset now. The, yeah. the, they're, imp, they're imploding. It's like 9-11. Yep. It's controlled demolition global. frame by frame. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the the swings are huge. And, you, and basically also there's a liquidity crisis because – you know, like the commodities, which are like the, the, you know, foodstuffs, metals, oil, it's all exploding, right? In fact, they had to stop trading on nickel uh, on the commodities exchange because uh, it doubled in two days. Never happened before. I mean, <laughs> for some, these are like crypt crypto moves and commodities, right? Right. And and there are people with derivatives or futures, op you know, the options on on the commodities. I mean, 
it's unheard of to double in two days. So yeah. those people, there, you know, I think there was one Chinese guy. He was majorly underwater. In fact, I think uh, it was like Goldman Sachs or J.P. Morgan was offering to to bail him out because he, the, the thing is, it's like it's like that. Uh, it's like a dam with and there's holes springing and they're they're trying to plug the holes. Eventually, there's going to be a position they're not going to be able to cover because the thing is, when you're dealing with these large uh, positions that basically you're underwater, it's, it's like futures, right? So you need to cover that position. But where does that money come from? Well, you start you start selling everything, including crypto, to cover these losing positions, right? At a certain point, there's no liquidity. You can't cover the position. And then that's when everything starts imploding. Right. You know, so, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, crypto will have its time. So, so what do you that, think that, of, you know, long, long term, if you're talking about going into this fall yeah, or going into next year, yeah, I don't have any worries about that, right. but I think that number one, it's not just, I'm kind of thinking it's not just going to be a crypto crash. This may be connected to a general market crash mm -hmm. or some right. cyber tech event. So what do you think about XRP? I think the SEC is about to, I mean, there's been rumors now oh, yeah. for weeks that they're so, about to settle this thing, which could make a major dent, another major dent in the uh, Swift economy yeah. with Swift and looking at XRP as being this, well, so there, there's a number of system banker coins yeah. um, under this uh, banker crypto regulation called ISO 20022. And interesting, it's 22, right? That they know 2022 is going to be the year to drop this. But uh, yeah, there, there's a number of kind of like approved coins, which are very centralized. So, so it's like XRP uh algo algorand right there's uh xdc and then stellar lumens uh, xlm those are all um system coins uh, xrp is mainly more for institutional banking it's supposed to replace the swift uh, wire transfers xlm is more for um i guess like on the street or like business like small businesses people to people and I heard, I heard, I don't know if this is true or not, but some people were saying that they might peg XRP like a hundred to one to gold. And then XLM could be like a thousand to one or something. But in, in any case, these are system coins that have been set up for years to really start running when they activate the whole <laughs> digital B system. Right. So X XRP running on the Ripple network. And there, there, there's a, uh, there's a number of other coins that are probably going to pass through. Um, you could tell from um, the Flare network, which is connected to XRP, like Dogecoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, they're all going to pass through. But you right. know, there, I think there's like eighteen thousand cryptos now, Robert. So yeah. you're going to see the number of cryptos cut down a lot. Do you think that we'll have? Do you think we'll have one coin of the realm, or there will be? uh regional coins like there's regional currencies now yeah well i i think that the 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 era of the shit coin is probably coming to a close right so some of the ones like shiba inu they'll still keep going but these random ones that are pump and dumps 
I mean, well, I'll, I'll say this. You're not going to see coins with like seven zeros <laughs> in the future. Number right. one, because, yeah, some of them, they are pump and dump scams. But I also think they don't want people making money. No, 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 no. Like, I think, like that anymore. Yeah, you know? I, th I, th I think they, they um, you know, mm -hmm. stuff the pig already. Well, I'll give you an example, Robert. Um, I threw in like 500 bucks into Saitama Inu early August. So a lot of these smaller coins that really run, you don't know if it's a total scam or if it's really going to blow up in the beginning, right? So you're taking a pretty big risk early on. But I was like, yeah, there's people are, I'm hearing about this Saitama. So I threw in 500. <laughs> Robert, you know that uh, the 500 in uh, maybe like August, September, October. So maybe in two, two and a half months, it went from 500 to like 90K. The only wow. problem is I didn't take any profit. And I think it's like, I don't know. It's like under 10K now. <laughs> Maybe like, so I didn't lose money, but that's another example of the moves and some of the cryptos can be so dramatic. Um, right. I mean, clearly there's, there's yeah. kind of a pump and dump going on. Well, right? you know, I, I think there's large groups behind uh, these well-known meme dog coins too. Right. That they're... Yeah. I think that number one is profitable, but number two, it's probably the best way until this point in the last few years for some large corporate groups to make as much money as they can quickly by, you know, pumping and dumping the coin. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, but I would say that individuals could do this too. Now, I wouldn't advise, we talked about this in your workshop, but I wouldn't advise, especially for older people, you, you want to minimize your risk. But if you have like a little bit in some of these coins that could run, you could roll those profits into higher quality coins. That's mm -hmm. one strategy, you know. But I, I would say for most for most people, you know, do the safe and sane uh, <laughs> cryptocurrency in general, even the the large cap, well known cryptos, yep, it's still volatile. So you want to you want to minimize your risk in an already risk risky asset class. Mm -hmm. But you know, something like Shiba Inu, which I actually do not think is a shitcoin, right? It's still you know it's still gonna. I, that's the thing, Robert. Is I asked you, you know, uh, you know could we do a talk today because especially your people who, and there was someone in the workshop, mm -hmm. they may not be, I follow this like every day. And I think it's, it's a major, there's a major turn about to happen. Mm -hmm. And if you woke up one day and you see a big dump, you're, you're going to be shitting your pants. Right. I think even some of the seasoned people, they may be shocked as to what could happen and, in the next month or two, because you're also talking about a global financial implosion. Right. So the down moves, I mean, there's no, there's no telling, especially on a wick or just like a, like a quick five minute spike down. Right. You could see like crazy low prices, but at the same time, try to go in and catch that low. You probably not going to be able, able to do it. 
But for me, um, like I was saying, there's basically two strategies is that you could just sit on your position and wait it out. And I think by fall, things will be up. Or you can take some. We'll probably even hit a a new high. Or you can take something off the top. Or, you know, from now to the next couple of weeks, not financial advice, but you could, uh, you could sell some of your positions and then look to buy back. Right. Okay. Probably the, the end of this down move would be late May. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're on the record and I appreciate that. And this is your, your main, um, motivation for coming on today. So, you know, the thing is, Robert is, uh, crypto is Aquarian. Right. So if you think you got it down and you know everything that's going to happen, no, it's not. You don't know what's going to happen because, <laughs> like that, that uh, the the symbol of Aquarius, it it looks like it's, like it's a waves. wave, right? Yeah. yeah well, yeah. that's that's mirrored in these dramatic. Why do people even look at crypto, or why why is it exciting? Because you get massive. Like I was talking, five hundred bucks to ninety k in. Right, you get the Mavericks effect, months. right? The Mavericks effect with the you know the big wave. But the other side of it is the down moves. You know, that's you know, getting caught under the big wave large. of Mavericks, yeah. right? So yeah, I think it's a pretty um, good analogy. Hey, listen, Misaki, I would love to talk with you for, you know, another hour, but go. we're, we're <laughs> scheduled to uh, close the doors here in about three minutes. Okay, so Robert. I need to, I need to thank you. And, um, if you want to uh, get in touch with Masaki for any kind of consulting, and I, I don't know if he's got any product left, and but akaida.com is his website. Yep. And um, do, you, do you have anything else you want to share with people before we sign off? No, I think, you know what, Robert? The, the I think the most important thing is that we're grounded and your viewers, they have a more esoteric metaphysical view. Mm-hmm. Long-term, I think we're going to be the best performing people out there. We're going to handle this the best, so. You know, just uh, thank you guys and have a great day. All right. So I'm going to take this opportunity to sign off as well. Use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart to say when it's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Uh, thank you, Misaki. I'll be back tomorrow with 15 minutes. No, the Friday forecast uh, over on the YouTube site. And then tomorrow afternoon, it's me and the big Leo, the big cat, the Leo King on YouTube. And that's going to be uh, four o'clock. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So, uh, Masaki, you take care. All right. And Have a good one, everybody. We'll see you guys out there. Bye for now.